The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. The Jesse Blake Sports Report with Jesse Blake. Welcome to the Jesse Blake Sports Report. Whether this is your first time here, your last time here, or somewhere in between, I appreciate that you're here today so that we can discuss the conference championships in the NFL coming up this weekend. And I'm going to start off with an apology right off the top. I am a little under the weather. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I am powering through this. My throat is a little sore, but I'm trying to belt out these takes on on the conference championship coming up this weekend so let's start with the nfc and let's start with just the narratives for each team if they were to win this weekend and advance to the super bowl the lions and 49ers the detroit lions what a tortured fan base the detroit lions are if, if you're not aware the detroit lions have done nothing in their entire history in the Super Bowl era. I will I will specify in the Super Bowl era because before 1966, 1966 is when the Super Bowl era starts. It's kind of when we start officially counting the postseason stats for the NFL. Before that, the Detroit Lions actually have four NFL championships, but those don't count. Those don't count in the in the um they're not canon. If you want to use a movie term, if you're a fan of, of like Marvel and all that stuff, I wouldn't. I don't count anything pre 1966 as canon in the football world. So the Detroit Lions this season have two playoff wins. Obviously, they they won in the wild card round, and then they won this past weekend. Those two wins are more wins than they've had ever in the playoffs. The last time they won a playoff game was in 1991, and that was their only win in franchise history in the Super Bowl era. So going to the Super Bowl this weekend, if they were to knock off the 49ers and go to the Super Bowl, it would be historic, literally. It would be a historic event for the Detroit Lions because this fan base has been so tortured. And in three short seasons, Dan Campbell has been able to turn around this franchise from a, a, a clearly a laughing stock because they haven't been able to win anything to something that we ser- seriously have to consider Maybe they can knock off the 49ers this weekend and advance to the Super Bowl. And this didn't start, this shouldn't be out of the blue because last season, if you remember last season, the Detroit Lions ended last year as one of the hottest teams. They had a crazy win streak to end the year and their offense was cooking. You know, they they had a great offense to end the year and they couldn't make the playoffs. They couldn't squeak it in there because everything got rolling a little too late. But to consider that that was a year and a half into Dan Campbell's tenure where the team already looked like, hey, that's a team that can do some damage. And they weren't able to get through to the playoffs. And then now he gets a full third season, and then they're actually able to get it together. And the thing that's most impressive is the the running back changes, uh, bringing in Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs and having that all work out for them uh, this season has been absolutely fantastic. So with the Lions, it's how can you not root for this team? How can you not root for the Lions who don't ever win anything? And seeing this tortured fan base finally pull through and get to a Super Bowl would be a crazy 
just a crazy event for for the city and the fan base, and it's something you can easily root for. And Jared Goff, on top of that, their um their quarterback, who's been just pushed around so many times by not only the media but NFL fans for you know the the Rams they go he goes to the Super Bowl with the Rams. A lot of people blame the Rams Super Bowl loss on Jared Goff, and if Sean McVay had had a better quarterback, he'd be able to win it. And then they end up winning with Matthew Stafford, the ex-Lions quarterback, who they do the little swappy doodle do, Goff for Stafford, and he goes Super Bowl and wins it. And Jared Goff is back in Detroit, and now we see that he can be a competent playoff starting quarterback. Jared Goff has the skills, and they have the offensive weapons that can push them past a team like the 49ers. So with the 49ers, I think the main storyline, as it's been all season long, is Brock Purdy. Is Brock Purdy? People love calling Brock Purdy a game manager and that he's going to be the reason that the 49ers fall because they have every weapon you could possibly ask for. They got a great defense. They got Bosa. They got... They got Kittle at tight end. They got Ayuk and, and Debo, who I don't know if Debo is going to play this weekend. I'm not sure the reports, injury reports, the official injury report isn't out yet. They have Christian McCaffrey. And the only hole when you point to on the 49ers is Brock Purdy at quarterback. And people are always like, Brock Purdy isn't actually good. Yes, he is good. Brock Purdy is not good. And I fall on the side of like, I'm a fan of Brock Purdy. I think I think Brock Purdy is good. There's There's a lot of evidence that Brock Purdy is a very good quarterback and we need to stop acting like he's not. And this is the moment he can prove that. Being in the conference championship game, last year they were in this position against the Eagles where it's like 49ers got everything going. The only thing they need is their quarterback and Brock Purdy was injured. Brock Purdy did not get this opportunity last year. So this is Brock Purdy. It's not really revenge game, but Brock Purdy, hey, now I have the opportunity game. All the haters... I can put them to bed. I can show them that I'm not just the quote-unquote game manager, and I'm actually who I think I am, and that is a very good NFL quarterback, a top-five quarterback, if if you want to even go top-three quarterback because I'm going to lead my team to the Super Bowl. And there, there's a lot of evidence to say that Brock Purdy is that guy, and he needs to show it on the big stage. Last weekend, it was a little dicey because of the weather. I don't think that anything that really went wrong in the game was Brock Purdy's fault. I don't think the 49ers had a great game overall, but it was a closer game than a lot of people expected. I think a lot of people expect the 49ers to cover and that it wouldn't have been so close, but they got it done. And that's all that matters to me at the end of the day is, is they were able to, to, to win that game and Purdy looked decent. He wasn't look amazing, but nobody, I don't think besides McCaffrey, who looks great in every circumstance, I don't think anybody on the 49ers was had like an exceptional game. The defense had a lot of holes as well, and the weather was definitely a factor. The Packers are a very good football team. They didn't put it together like all season long, but when they got rolling at the end of the season, they are very good, and they beat a very good Cowboys team who, like, the Cowboys are choking in every situation ever, but the Cowboys were a very good team on paper, and the Packers weren't an easy team to knock off and they were able to get it done and pull out those victories. And a lot of the time, it's not like how you do it. It's just that you did it. And the 49ers were able to get it done. I don't think anybody should be being like, okay, it was just the Packers. No, the Packers and Jordan Love, and they have everything going for them. Uh, momentum side and the 49ers were just able to hold them off. So with this Lions team, 
it's a huge game as well for the 49ers just see another team with a crazy amount of momentum um, with the nobody believes in us factor, which is always a huge thing in pro sports. And everybody loves to be on the side of nobody believes in us. But both of these teams kind of have that on their side with with Brock Purdy saying nobody can he can get it done. The Detroit Lions being the Detroit Lions. So that's what's on the line here for the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan, their head coach as well. He's had uh, a couple shots at this. He was in one Super Bowl, lost to the Chiefs. Last year, like I said, he was in the conference championship against the Eagles, didn't have his quarterback. So Kyle Shanahan, he is getting this opportunity now to go and finally get that Super Bowl as a head coach. And he's going to be knowing that you don't get these every single year. Like There aren't so many shots at the Super Bowl. Eventually, the time's going to run out. You don't get back there and other teams catch up. So He's in a really tough division, too, with the, the Rams looking great uh, this year in the playoffs. And then Seattle always is always going to be competitive. And who knows what's going on in Arizona? So who knows how many shots Kyle Shanahan is going to get at this? And I think he wants that Super Bowl for his resume and for the stamp for this team that's looked like an all-star team for the last few years. So that's what's on the line for the Lions and the 49ers in the NFC. On the AFC side, we'll head over to the Ravens and talk about them because it's all about Lamar. There's nothing on the line for John Harbaugh. He already has a Super Bowl. There's a lot on the line, I should I should say. like He's the head coach of a team that can go to the Super Bowl. There's a lot on the line there, and he hasn't won with this Ravens squad, but it's all about Lamar, if we're being honest, because Lamar has been a star in the National Football League for a long time now. It's a few years. He has an MVP but he's never been able to do it in the playoffs. 2019, that MVP season, goes out in the first round. And the only other playoff victory he has is in 2020, they won one game in the wild card, and then the next round they lost. So Lamar in his career uh, has one playoff victory before this year. Now, he beat the Texans this past weekend, which was a great performance. And seeing that out of Lamar was really important because you wanted to see if he can handle a team that's clearly undermatched and and they weren't quite ready yet to they're playing above expectations in the in the Houston Texans with CJ Stroud and all of their weapons. So seeing them take care of business I think was really important for his psyche and for psyche of, of Ravens fans and just looking forward for this team because they were dominant in the regular season. This is how they should handle a team like the Texans and they did it. So Lamar gets his second ever playoff victory and for a guy who is going to win his second MVP this season to have like a zero on the playoff resume. Like if I'm grading Lamar's playoff resume, it's an F minus. It's not great. This is it. Everything's kind of getting set up for you to go to the Super Bowl here, Lamar. You need to enter this next tier of quarterback where it's you're not just a regular season quarterback you are elite you are going to earn that contract you can win super bowls you can at least get to one with a win this weekend and that's what's on the line for the ravens and and the baltimore ravens i think they're going to be so dangerous on the ground the chiefs where they excel is stopping is stopping the pass and where you can exploit them is is stop is by running the ball on them and the ravens have done that all season all they've done is run the ball down teams' throats and a hundred plus rushing yards out of your quarterback last weekend uh, that Lamar Jackson had is just such an impressive feat. And if he's able to put on a performance like that against the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC title game, that's gonna like catapult Lamar into this other conversation of okay, this era of quarterbacks, where do you rank amongst the elite of the elite? 
And when you look at this era, when you look at the the Patrick Mahomes, the Josh Allen, the Lamar Jackson era of quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts, if you want to put him into this little corner of, of this tier of quarterbacks, it feels like Lamar should have one. Like, and I'm going to add Joe Burrow to this tier of quarterbacks, that kind of draft class there. It feels like Lamar should have a Super Bowl appearance and probably a ring at some point. And this could be the year because when you look back on, on the previous era of like Philip Rivers and Drew Brees and Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, Drew Brees got one. Drew Brees got one of those Super Bowls. And I feel like when we look back on, on this couple, this decade or so of, of quarterbacks who were drafted in this, in this tier of draft class, Lamar should get one. Unless Patrick Mahomes is going to swallow them all up and take them away, I feel like Lamar, this could be the opportunity, and I don't know if there's ever going to be a better opportunity for the Ravens to get one here. So that's kind of on the line for you. First of all, I'm, I'm skipping ahead because he needs to get there first. So I'm skipping ahead, but uh, Lamar needs to get to the Super Bowl, and there's a lot riding on his legacy as a quarterback. And if we're talking about legacies, last team in their Super Bowl narrative, there's no bigger legacy narrative than Patrick Mahomes going right now because he's about to get into the tier of like I'm just talking about Lamar's tier of the elites of the who's playing now and who who you came up with with Patrick Mahomes he has appeared in the conference championship every single season he has been in the national the national hockey league national football league it's that six straight years in the AFC title game he could go to another Super Bowl he's got a chance at a third title this year and knocking off the Bills who had everything going for them to to take down the Chiefs this year and what's so different about this Chiefs team is they're not set up for success at all this isn't what is expected out of this team this season because this should have been the okay we're taking a step back season because we, we this is our second year without Tyreek Hill. We haven't been able to fill that slot ever since he left. And last season on their Super Bowl winning team, Travis Kelsey was primo Travis Kelsey. Like he was, I'm going to, who cares if we don't have receivers? I'm Travis Kelsey. I'm going to take over. And this season they didn't have that. And then last week they only had that for a little bit um, for, for like, first half really and a little bit in the third but like he's not he can't do it for the full 60 minutes so having and then out of nowhere they get pacheco you know out of nowhere pacheco steps up and he's like okay we don't have the weapons through the air but i'm gonna run for eight thousand yards every game through sheer will of it and this defense that they've built and that's that's been i think even more of the key about this this team is hey now we got our elite quarterback who doesn't have weapons, who can just muster his way to enough points to get us to victory because our defense is going to be elite at all moments. And if I'm talking about the Super Bowl narrative, I'm getting into just the weeds of how they can win the game and all that stuff. But the Super Bowl narrative, we have obviously the Taylor Swift side of things. Like that's going to be um, one of the probably one of the biggest just overall general pop culture narratives in terms of the Super Bowl is, okay, Travis Kelsey is dating Taylor Swift. Now we got a Taylor Swift Super Bowl. Is she going to be on the field? I believe she's like has a concert or something. I'm not up on Taylor Swift news or anything like that, but people are saying she can't attend it because she has a concert that weekend. So does she cancel her concert to attend the Super Bowl? I guess that will be a narrative if the Chiefs win this weekend. But for me, the main narrative is 
Patrick Mahomes entering this conversation of the Pantheon. He has so much runway to get to Brady, but he's going to be on a better pace than Brady. And is his peak of these six years in his career better than any peak that Brady had? If Patrick Mahomes is able to get these two back-to-back and three in six, is that better than peak Brady? Like that's, I think that's an interesting conversation. Brady beat him within this era. So I'm probably answering my question there is that no, because the man who defeated him in the Super Bowl uh, is Tom Brady, who, who stole one away from him. But we like greatness is my favorite thing to watch. I don't know about you, but I don't mind when a team is super dominant. There's a lot of fans across all sports who are like, I'm sick of this. You know, when if it's the Lakers or the Bulls, if you want to go to basketball, if it's the Chiefs or the Patriots, if you want to go to football, whenever there's this dynasty team, they're like, ah, if it's the Yankees, if it's the Red Sox, when they're during this area, not the previous sucking Red Sox, if, whenever there's greatness and this team just keeps winning over and over and over, a lot, a lot of fans don't like that. I, I am a fan of that. I think that's the one of the coolest things about pro sports is when you have the elite of the elite, but then somebody is so much greater and they figured it out. And Patrick Mahomes is on that level. Like there's no denying at all what he's done in his first six years of his career, that he's one of the greatest that we are going to have at quarterback ever. So just adding to that legacy is what's on the line for him and getting to the Super Bowl. And I focused all on Patrick Mahomes, um, clearly during this this what's on the line for the Chiefs as a whole. But Andy Reid gets to enter a conversation of the greatest NFL uh, coaches of all time. The His tenure as, as Kansas City head coach, and a lot of that's because he's had Mahomes, but the head coach, like Mahomes isn't anything without Reid. And I think there's, there's a, you got to have that partnership, I think, as well. So Andy Reid has that on the line. Um, there's just, there's there's a whole bunch of just legacy stuff with the Chiefs and and entering greatness and I think that's going to be really exciting to watch. So in terms of who I think is going to wind up in the Super Bowl, my big lean right now is towards I think what is the most chalk pick if I'm phrasing it like that, if I if I want to just put it down the 49ers and the Ravens. I think that's where I lean. I think that's what I'm just on the outset, you look at the matchups, you say the 49ers are going to get it done. It's a magical run by the Lions, but when push comes to shove, the better team is going to come through because the 49ers should be able to handle what the Lions can deliver in terms of uh, offense, and they should be able to pick apart the defense. So I'm just going to go with that on the NFC side and on the AFC side, it's a little trickier because this chiefs team, it, this chiefs team isn't the chiefs team that we saw in the regular season. I think that's very evident by the way the bills game played out and Oh my gosh, bills fans. I I'm, I'm hurting for you. It is not Tyler Bass's fault. Maybe I'll do a whole just little video on the bills and how it's not Tyler Bass's fault at all that the bills lost that game because there's Allen that last drive, it was disastrous. So many opportunities to get the ball closer. So it's not a, a long, almost 50-yard field goal. That's It was completely unnecessary to be in that position. 
they should have they should have had more points on the board. They should have been a closer kick. They should have had more points on the board at different times in the game. And I think just that fourth quarter was such a struggle. And they had them. They they had them, and they let them off the hook. And it was it was awful to watch Bills fans. And I'm, I'm feeling for you. So maybe I'll talk about that. But what I wanted to get at was the Chiefs aren't the Chiefs that we saw in the regular season. They've clearly turned a corner and they have this next level they've gotten to during the playoffs. So it's hard to bet against them. But I think what we're seeing out of the Ravens is the Ravens are playing a very standard type of football where they know what they are. And I love that out of a football team. This is a running football team and where the Chiefs struggle is defending the run. If the Chiefs, if if the Ravens can run the hell out of the ball against the Chiefs, we saw the Chiefs win in a situation where they did not control the possession of, of the football for the whole game. But the difference between the Bills defense and the Ravens defense is that the Ravens defense doesn't have a whole bunch of injuries. And the Ravens defense is able to stop the deep pass. If, if you want to get a whole bunch of yards per attempt on, on the Ravens, you won't be able to do that. You won't be able to get the deep ball against the Ravens. Patrick Mahomes is going to have to dink and dunk. And I don't know if he's willing to sit back and do that all game long. And they can they can stop Pacheco. I like Pacheco's a little bit of a wild card where I think he's gonna be able to get his yards, but they're gonna need the big plays to win the game. The Chiefs are, and that's how they uh, that's how they got to Buffalo is they had a couple of these big plays, and then they had Pacheco just run every single time. It seemed like it was seven yards, nine yards, six yards. The Ravens can can limit that. The Ravens will let you get some stuff. They'll let you get some passes underneath. They'll let you get a couple. Um, yards per carry, but they're not going to allow the big ones. And that's why I don't think the Chiefs can knock off the Ravens next weekend. So I will take the two favorites. I'll, uh, I don't know if I'm taking the points in the Lions game. I guess I guess I will. I will. I guess I'll take the points. Take the 49ers minus. I think the number's at 6.5 or 7.5 right now, depending where you look, depending what, what spread you're looking at. I think the Chiefs-Ravens right now sitting at 3 uh, three and a half. So I'll take my Ravens minus three and a half, and that's going to be the Super Bowl. Super Bowl is going to be what kind of everybody thought it's going to be: 49ers and Ravens, the two best teams throughout the regular season. So that's it for me today. Thank you for listening to me, uh, mosey mosey about this conference championship weekend and and rant about all of these narratives that we got. We're in for a good Super Bowl, no matter. What two of these four teams wind up in the Super Bowl? We're going to have the one of the best Super Bowls, I think. So I'm excited for that. Um, that is it for me today. Thank you for being here. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you should be here right now listening to this podcast. And I appreciate you for that. Good night from Toronto. And that is how it's done. The Jesse Blake Sports Report with Jesse Blake. Jesse Blake, the guy that likes to hear his name twice in one sentence. Sure, I know him. No, he doesn't have an ego at all.